This is the Glisten Up Podcast. And we are Megan and Brad. Welcome to our show. Hey, listeners, it is Megan here, and I have a very special guest with me today. It is none other than my brother, my bro. It's Aiden McFerrin. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, Megan. I'm excited to be here and talk about my life. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I think this is going to be a really fun episode. Uh, for those of you who don't know Aiden, he is my brother that is closest in age to me. I think we're what, 23 months apart? Uh, somewhat. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're 23 months apart. And um, Aiden has had such an awesome life. He's a very motivational guy and a really cool story to share with you. And I thought that he'd be perfect, especially for those people that actually for this can apply for all ages. But I know that we talk to a lot of young people about their career paths and what they're interested in doing. And Aiden is 25 and he is crushing the game. And I think it's really important to speak about the journey because it's not always a straight arrow path or it's not always what you you know, what you hope it to be, or you, it's not always what exactly what you see each step being when you're young. Um, and Aiden has had a lot of really cool experiences that's led him to where he is now. And so I'm really excited to walk through um, kind of your path up until now and talk about your dreams. And, and hopefully this gives a lot of young people some motivation in their life and in their career. Sounds good. <laughs> He's ready for it. Um, so let's just jump right into it, Aiden. Can you tell us a little bit about just yourself and like maybe starting from from a young age, what were you like as a kid and, and what did you want to be when you grew up? What was kind of your personality like? The first thing I wanted to be when I grew up was a firefighter, which I don't think I've ever told you that. Before, really? But yeah, I don't know why. I liked, um, you know, the Fantastic Four movie that came out? Yeah. And, uh, what's the guy who plays Captain America um I don't know Chris something Hemsworth no Chris something else it's another Chris he played like the human torch and that was like my favorite superhero growing up so I wanted to be a firefighter first well you were my older sister and you had me dancing and like (laughs) what what else did we do you'd always like dress me up in like different costumes and stuff (laughs) yeah I was always like I feel like an observer because like you were the one who were like making all the plans and it was like oh let's go let's do this or let's like play this or something and I would just like follow along and be like oh this is cool like all right let's do it and I kind of mom is the same way like she'll um make plans for everyone and like include everybody so yeah. I never felt like I needed to like make plans to do things because those already set up for me you know what I mean like having you guys around and so I would say I was probably I was pretty shy I was more of an observer um and that kind of carried into like elementary school then we changed schools and moved to Del Mar and uh that was like a new situation what grade were you in I was in third grade when we moved. That's hard. Um, so yeah, because we moved, we like left all of our old friends and moved to Del Mar and kind of started over. So that definitely had an impact. 
Yeah, for those of you who don't know, we moved, we just moved towns like about 10 minutes away, but to us, it was like the biggest deal ever because we were so young and it felt like we were moving states. <laughs> because yeah, because we don't have cars, like we can't, to get 10 minutes away for a drive is like an hour, like right. walk, that we can't do because we're so young. Right. It was like a whole nother world. And when you are, I do agree with you that like, I was very outgoing and loud and like making plans. And so you being a, like a younger brother, you did, you were more quiet and I totally can see how you were more of an observer. Cause I was like, do this, do that. Like, let's go here. Let's go there. So like, you kind of were cool with like tagging along. Yeah. Because I'm, like you're my older sister and everything you do is cool to me. So I'm like, yeah, let's like, I'm going to do whatever you say. Let's save that clip. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And so we did move. Yeah. That was, that was hard. Um, Started to make new friends and then let's kind of like flash forward into we're in high school, you're in high school, you know, I've, I've gone off to college and you're kind of thinking about what you want to do. Did your career path change? Like now, what are you thinking as you're like nearing towards the end of high school and how has your personality developed? Towards the end of high school, I liked, I was always good at science and math Mm -hmm. in high school. So just thinking in that realm like engineering was the first thing my mind went to but that wasn't it wasn't like a sure thing it wasn't something that I like looked forward to for the future Mm -hmm. um but I thought I should just try it out so I applied to RIT I applied to University of Buffalo actually at the end of high school and a few other SUNY schools in New York State not really knowing for sure what I wanted to do I think a lot of people are faced with that too when they're nearing the end of high school, beginning of, uh, and figuring out what they want to do. A lot of people don't know, right? Like I would say most people don't know and like either they'll follow what their older sibling does, which like for me, I was in dance. So that was not an option for you. Or they kind of just like go with, you know, like a state school just to figure out, you know, what they like and just take maybe some liberal arts classes in the beginning. So I would say that you're totally not alone in being like, okay, cool. Like engineering sounds like it pays well. And I like science, you know, it's kind of just like a mixed bag when you're, you're still so young. Yeah. I'm a chronic overthinker too. Um, because like I grew up as like observing everything and like making sure like, okay, this is the right move to make right now because I considered all of my options, but that can be like detrimental because then you end up not making decisions to do Mm -hmm. things because you're overthinking them so I wanted to like make my college path like a straight line almost and go like okay four years of school done and then like that's after that work as an engineer um move probably to like the city or something because you did did that Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. So how did that first year at college play out for you? As you said, you wanted it to be a straight arrow. Um, It didn't happen that way. But what would you say when you got to college, what happened? When I got to college, I had a good time, like with everybody else on my floor. We all got along. Um, It's just I realized I didn't want to be like stuck at a desk job 
doing engineering. I was an undeclared engineering major at RIT. So I looked at, I was in like this seminar class where they reviewed all the different types of engineering and the options in those fields and nothing was clicking for me. Mm. All right, so nothing's clicking for you. You're engineering at RIT. And so as you end your first year, uh, what did you decide ultimately for the next year that you were gonna do? I ended up dropping out of RIT after the first semester because I knew it wasn't what I wanted to do. Oh, I didn't realize it was the first semester. Okay. Yeah, I was just at one semester at RIT and I realized like, no, don't wanna do this. So I, it was the path that everyone else was taking in high school. So mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I have to go to college. That's what everyone else is doing. So I uh, dropped out and moved back home. I became a wellness coach first at the YMCA because mm -hmm. I really enjoyed working out, which I probably got from you because you're always so active and you played sports, you played lacrosse a little bit and LOL. Like middle school, high school. I can't believe you remember that. That was my one yeah. of school sports. <laughs> yeah, but you modified me. lacrosse. I was so bad. And I didn't feel like I had a lot of confidence in high school. So I felt like working out was like a good way to like build confidence almost mm -hmm. in like my appearance. So I love doing that. Usually most people who start working out get like attached to it and they like it a lot. In your last podcast with who was it, Alexandra, you guys talked about how when you do Pilates, you like you like to feel that like stretch in the muscle and yeah. like, doing those different exercises. So I got really attached to it and started working at the gym because that's where I like to be. Yeah. Um, became a personal trainer, got certified through ACE um, and also worked at the front desk. So I was all over the gym uh, working and I loved it. Uh, yeah. I'm considering going back to working part-time as a trainer because it was so fun just helping people like reach their goals. And I'm very purpose driven. So like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to like make sure that you reach your goal. So yeah. yeah. I think going back to like dropping out and, and switching paths, it's so normal. And like, I think we need to normalize like going for what you want. And that isn't necessarily going to be the same thing at all times. Like when you're 18 years old, just out of high school, I bet you 99.9% .9 of people don't have a clue what they actually want to do. And so I think these experiences of making shifts are so important. Like you went to RIT, you committed to it. You're like, I'm doing engineering. And then I actually love that you gave it a semester. I'm going back to Brad always says a two week rule, which, you know, college has to be a little bit longer than two weeks, but he always says, give a job, give an opportunity two weeks. And if you in your heart really feel like, nope, like this isn't for me, then make the shift. And so I'm proud of you for doing it so early because in essentially you're not wasting time. You're like, this isn't what I want to do. I'm going to not spend a million dollars right now on an engineering program. I'm going to go home. And the fact that you found personal training and you said it's so purpose-driven, I feel like that is what most people that is when most people feel most passionate when you, at least for me, when you have a purpose and when you're helping people, 
it is so such a good feeling that every day you get to go into work and help people and serve people and make them feel better, especially with personal training and working out. Like what a happy, fun environment to be in. So talk to me about how your confidence changed. I know that you found some mentors too, when you were working at the gym, how did your confidence change from really low confidence, you know, dropping out of school, kind of like turning a new page and starting fresh. And how did your confidence increase as you were working at the gym um, as a wellness coach? Uh, so once I dropped out of school, I felt like a loner almost because I felt like, oh, everyone's in college. Everyone's just going to do the four years of school, like suck it up, whether they like it or not. And now I'm on this island where I'm different from everybody else, if that makes sense. Uh, so I felt pretty down in the dumps for a few, maybe a month or so. My mood was just down. Once I started working and like setting my mind to like be like, okay, I'm going to be the best personal trainer I can be right now at this point in my life, because it's what I really enjoy doing. And I don't want to waste my time. Um, doing something that I don't enjoy like uh at school like if I was just going to go through that those four years and like suck it up and then I'll get a job as an engineer and start making money and like outside of work have all the fun I want to that's not something that I felt it was it didn't feel right for me so mm -hmm. I uh, I was like no I'm gonna do what I love to do right now and uh I felt pretty confident about that and making that decision. It just took some time for me to realize that I'm, I'm everything that I'm doing is I'm making the right decision. Yeah. It's hard to come to that realization when everyone else is doing something different. Totally. Uh, and on like a straight line path, or it seems like, it seems like everyone's on the same path, but nobody is. I mean, I, was, I worked out a lot. I got my certification. I started being a mentor to my clients who are trying to learn how to work out. So that boosted my confidence. I'm giving them instructions on workouts and uh, like exercise plans. Uh, so that, that helped boost my confidence a lot after dropping out of RIT. I could definitely see it in the, in the, those few years. How many years was it that you were at home? Just a few working at the gym. Three and a half years. Three and I, a half was, years. I worked at the YMCA. Yeah. Yeah. So major yeah. growth in those three and a half years, like just, you know, working, as you said, being a mentor, it's so important and just serving others every day. So I think that chapter was such a good growth chapter for you. And I think everyone in their, in their life needs like a growth chapter where you're like, you're working, you're serving others. And like, you're just continuing to build and grow. I think that was like a huge, a huge moment in time for you. So let's move on to uh, your next chapter, which was you decided that you wanted to go back to school. Can you tell us about your journey there? Uh, yeah, so it was towards the end of my journey, we'll call it, at the YMCA. We yeah. had a class called Pedaling for Parkinson's, and it was for uh, members who had Parkinson's disease. They only needed to pay like $5 to take the class. It was very affordable for them. And uh, the physical activity helps them maintain their current level of function and we also had other classes like one was called live strong where uh, we would have some of our personal trainers take cancer survivors or clients who are in 
remission from all different types of cancers and take them through group exercise classes, workouts in the gym, just to help them maintain their health. So that really inspired me to apply to Herkimer College's like PTA program for physical therapy to become a physical therapist assistant because I wanted to see how far I could take this like passion I had for exercise and really help people who need it the most. Yeah, that's awesome. And see, had you never like dropped out, gone to work at the gym, like you never would have found that you wanted to be a physical therapist. So Mm -hmm. I think that was huge that you had those three and a half years. And so your story is really cool because tell us about your last minute Herkimer thing, because you ended up wanting, you were interested in going, but it was like a little bit late. I think it was like really late in the summer and the program was about to start. So tell us about that. Yeah. So it was one day I was closing at the YMCA. Uh, My mindset had changed so much at that point after three and a half years, I we have huge mirrors in the front you've been to that Y mag before yeah the big mirrors in the front and I was at the desk and I was just looking at myself in the mirror and it was really quiet there's maybe two people in the gym and I just knew like looking at myself in the silence I was like okay I'm ready for the next step like I'm ready to move on I did everything I needed to do here and like I'm ready to go to school So I was like, okay, let's do it. And like I said, for me, because I'm a chronic overthinker, it's hard for me to make decisions. So what I end up doing is procrastinating. Maybe some other people can relate to this. I'm working on it now, but I'll end up procrastinating because I don't want to make a decision so quickly because I'm afraid of the consequences that may come from that decision. I'm trying to like overanalyze everything. Mm. Um, So that's why that happened. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little hype up right now because I've been talking about this recently with the city sweaters and glisteners in our main mindfulness episode. The story that you tell yourself is true. So you just told me twice in this episode that you're a chronic overthinker. And what do I, I've, we've talked about this too. If you tell yourself that you're a chronic overthinker, then you are. So try, and I know like it's a constant work. I, I tell myself this too, because I'm like, oh, I'm just not chill because I'm not, but like, tell yourself the opposite, like tell yourself that you're not an overthinker and like say those things out loud because it does work when you're, when you tell yourself that you are an overthinker, then you are an overthinker. So cool. You're an overthinker. But if you don't want to be an overthinker, because it's not fun to be an overthinker, then tell yourself that you are not an overthinker. And I'm going to keep telling myself that I am chill (laughs) because that it does work. You have to, and remember the story that you tell yourself is true. I'm just speaking chronologically at that time. Okay. 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 Got it. And a procrastinator. I'm not one now. Yes. I love it. I love it. Okay. This is awesome. So you decide to go to Herkimer, um, in New York in um, is it upstate, upstate New York, central New York, central New York. And so you are studying to be a physical therapy assistant. Is that right? Yeah. Physical therapist assistant. Okay. And how was your time there? Like, did you make friends? What was it like? 
how did you change as a person when you were there? Yeah. So the first two weeks were crazy because it was rushed. Like you said, I was a procrastinator at the time. That's Not right. One now. Um, Sorry, you had to finish your story about how you procrastinated and then you last minute got in. Let's tell them the listeners that. Oh, sure. Yeah. So after that moment in the gym where I had that epiphany that I needed to move on and yeah. I, I had finished everything I needed to do uh, in Del Mar, I just like switched like that and my mindset completely changed, sent all my transcripts and applications, got a call from the director of the CTE program at Herkimer. And he asked me, he said, like, are you sure you want to do this? It's going to be very difficult. You haven't, uh, I was in school at Hudson Valley while I was training for that three and a half years, uh, doing biological sciences. So I was taking classes. So as I was a trainer and realized that also helped me determine what I wanted to do with biological sciences led into physical therapist assistant program. Um, he said, it's going to be very challenging. You need all these grades, which luckily I had a 94 overall GPA from high school. So that was fine. I was able to get in to the PTA program. And he said, you have 10 minutes to decide if what? you want to enroll. So call the registrar's office and in, within 10 minutes, but I'll let you into the program. Uh, he wanted to talk to me first to make sure I was committed to it because I was two weeks behind. They already started. Oh, so they started class two weeks ago. Oh, wow. So it's going to be very difficult to catch up because of the intensity of the program. So are you sure you want to do this? You're going to have to really commit to it. And I was like, yeah, that's what I want to do. And called the registrar's office, signed up, lived with our family friend, Judy, for a few weeks, lived with Greg's friend, our uncle Greg, has a friend that lives out in Herkimer. What else? Because I you moved in. A, was that right? You didn't have a dorm because you were already two weeks behind. Exactly. So, so I ended up meeting the president of the PTA club. I was thinking like, I have to be successful in this program or not. I have to, I want to be successful in this program. So what kind of people am I going to surround myself with? And that would be the president of the PTA club in the senior class. That was mm. all we had heard from her. So I found out he was staying at an apartment complex and with two rooms and he didn't have a roommate. His roommate moved out last semester. So I asked him, his name's Jacob. I asked Jacob, I said, do you have any roommates? Uh, Are you looking for a roommate? And he's like, no, I'm not really looking for a roommate right now. And I was like, oh, okay. I was just checking. Do you like living in like this apartment complex? He's like, oh yeah, it's great. landlord's awesome and I was like oh great I'm gonna check it out so I went to the apartment complex and I had the landlord Mary show me around all the rooms and she actually was the one who said oh Jacob lives on the first floor he's a PTA student it's the last room available on the first floor they didn't have elevators so I would have had to walk up three flights of stairs to get to the third floor where they had the only rooms left mind you it was two weeks into the semester so I was like you know what give me the room with Jacob because it's on the first floor and I don't want to have to walk up three flights. And she's like, yeah, that's fine. So 
I kind of made that executive decision, even though I already talked to him about it. And he said, no, I don't know if I'd recommend that to anybody, but I knew it's what I had to do despite all. I love that you knew, see, then that's where the, you weren't overthinking and you just made that decision for yourself. That was so important because Jacob, like continuing on with the story, you being two weeks late to the semester and him being the president of the physical therapy assistant program, like how awesome was that for you to live with him and then talk about your friendship? Yeah, he helped me so much. He was really smart. He taught me how to kind of get back into the swing of things with school and how to stay organized. He was very organized. That actually helped me um, kind of learn some of the qualities that he had to help me be successful in the program because I was getting information that no one else in my class had access to. I lived with him and he almost ran the whole PTA club. So uh, that was the best decision that made me successful. And I just want to, I want to rewind to like those literal two weeks of you living at like all of our different family friends' houses, deciding to move in with Jacob, trying to catch up on two weeks worth of work, getting back into the swing of things of school after not being in school, like you were at Hudson Valley um, doing some classes, but like full on course load. Like that is a lot for freaking like one week of time. Yeah. That was literally one week of time. And so that was, I would say one of your, one of your most busiest and most like upgraded times where you had to shift. What did you learn from that? And how did your confidence increase or or you were almost forced to increase your confidence in your decision-making in that time? I wouldn't say I was confident. I didn't have time to think because I had so many things on my plate that I needed to get done. I made the decision and then that changed my whole mindset. It's like, okay, you have to, I want to do this. So I have to do it. I don't have time to think about, am I being confident in this situation? Um, Is this the right decision to make? I'm just getting things done, checking them off the list and moving forward. Uh, That was a very stress-free era of my life, I would say, because I was engulfed in the program and the work. I missed school a little bit because I was out for so long. So doing all that work was like interesting to me. It wasn't like, oh, I've been doing this for three years already and now I have more work it was like oh yeah let's do it like I miss doing this stuff I love that I think it's super motivational for people too to just like take action I think what you did was you weren't overthinking because you were just taking action on that shift and like okay school roommate dorm moving like Mm -hmm. you just were taking action and I think that sometimes all we need is to just stop overthinking and just like take action on it so super proud of you for that Hey guys, it's Aiden. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I want to talk to you about the City Sweat app that my sister just launched. It's great for anyone on the go who wants to celebrate their workouts. The best part is you get a seven-day free trial. Through the app, there's something for everybody. Check out this week's live classes, monthly challenges such as May Mindfulness, beginner classes, full body, sculpt, dance strength, mini blast, arms and abs, the list goes on. There's something for everybody in the City Sweat app. Get your seven-day free trial today, and I will see you on the City Sweat app. Um, let's fast forward to 
the end of your program, which how long was the program in total at Herkimer? It was two years. Two in years. Total. So nearing the end of your program, you decided that you wanted to uh, audition to be the speaker at your graduation, which is so yeah. cool coming from the observer, coming from the quiet younger brother, like how amazing. So what made you want to do that? Or what made you want to audition for, for something like that? Well, you were the speaker for your high school graduation mm -hmm. and I remember going to that and watching it so I was doing really well in school and I wanted to cap it off with being the commencement speaker for my class and just to see if I could do it because there were a lot of people that auditioned to be the speaker and I didn't know if I was going to get it but I was just tired of overthinking and just thinking all the time like oh what if I don't get it and I put all this work in and then it doesn't work out and it was for nothing but I just stopped overthinking I'm like no I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna be the commencement speaker so and I'm gonna make my sister proud because she did her commencement speech too so oh. I called you and I had you help me out with it and I auditioned and I got it it was just just being confident in yourself all the way through never having like small amount of doubt in your head can yeah. do a lot for you it just doesn't like you you just can't lose that way yes yes I'm snapping over here like you literally said it it's like you didn't say what if and like I think in life and like as people decide to change careers or take a shift or like be more confident in something that as soon as you say what if it's just like fear and anxiety. But if you can just not say what if, like you did, and like you called me and you were like, I'm doing it. And I like could feel it in your demeanor, your confidence. Like you were just like, I'm doing it. And you did, you got it. And it was almost like a no brainer. Like we both believed that you were going to be the speaker. And we kind of just like prepped your speech. Like, yeah, you're going to be the commencement speaker. And like, I yeah. think that's how you do it. Like, in anything that's how you should do it so i'm super proud of you and then talk talk about let's talk about the moment before i was sitting next to you at your graduation and then you were getting ready to go on and you went on and you freaking nailed it mind you have you ever done public speaking like that before no never like what was going through your mind before like i'm sitting next to you in the chair i know before i go to speak like i'm so nervous you didn't seem yeah. nervous and you walked on like shoulders down and back. You were ready to go glistening. Oh yeah, I made sure I did that. I made sure I postured off. Take your jacket off is what I say. To I'm in physical stuff. therapy. I got to have a good posture. But, you had yeah. a good posture. You were glistening through the auditorium and you're, you just like nailed your speech. So what was going on in your head as you went to go do that speech? What I was thinking about was one of my classmates was not doing well that semester. It was the final semester. Uh -huh. And we found out because it was the end of the year that he would have to retake another whole year. So if you fail a semester, uh, you get like two chances to fail and then you get kicked out of the program. So you fail one semester, you get held back a whole year and you have to redo two whole semesters. So, and he would always try so hard 
um, to do well. And you can tell he was working really hard and uh, had a job on the side and his heart was in it. And then he ended up failing and he got held back two years. So I really wanted to tell my story uh, because I felt like he could relate to it. I didn't want him to give up and he's graduating this year. So like, I'm really proud of him for doing that. But I wanted to tell my story to let him know that uh, like, you're not alone. Like everybody goes through that fa like failure and it's normal. It shouldn't be like criticized. It's just something that everybody has to go through. And, like your failures and successes, like they go back and forth. Um, so don't like dwell on them. Just learn from them and keep moving forward. So uh, when I was looking at the camera during my commencement speech, I was talking directly to that person. That's all I was thinking about. Wow, that's really amazing. And like, that is a tip that some of the top motivational speakers say. Like that isn't even a tip I've given, but like I listen to podcasts and hear that that is like one of the number one tips to speaking is talking yeah, to, talk to one person one yeah. person that you know you can make a difference in their life. And I need to take that, you know, I need to channel that as well. So that is such a huge tip. Oh my gosh. And because you did that, you weren't, it, I mean, you didn't see ner seem nervous. You were so confident and you were just like killing it. No, because if you talk to the whole crowd or you talk to a lot of people, I mean, it's good to have eye contact with everyone. Uh, I was looking at the camera because it was virtual during COVID. Right. But if you try to take everyone's emotional reactions, just looking at everyone's faces, you can't please everybody and you can't let their emotions affect the way that you feel about your speech. So just talking to one person makes it easier and keeps you focused. Can we just talk about the growth here? Because we went to, we went from observer, like Aiden didn't talk when he was little that much. Like me and him spoke, but when we were out in public, maybe I, I'm sorry if I overpowered you with my voice because I just like oh, yeah. talking. Um, and he well, was tell like, people, Meg, I tell people like, I'm quiet because I have three sisters and I can never get a word in. <laughs> I've learned to just sit back and- It's true. And my other brother is also quiet. Luke is also quiet. The two boys are more quiet. You're not as, but when you were younger, you were both quiet and us three were like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, I love the growth. I'm so inspired by you and, and motivated by your growth because it's just like goes to show you that re really you can- you can do what you want to do. You do not have to have a straight arrow of a path. In fact, you shouldn't because then you get to learn about yourself more. And I love that you followed your passion to like live a purposeful life and like serve others. I think that's so important. So um, let's keep going. I mean, we haven't even made it to now. Can you tell us about what you're doing now? So now I'm working at University of Buffalo Medical Doctors Sports and Ortho Physical Therapy. Sounds important. As a PTA. Yeah. So it's like a, it's, uh, it's associated with the University of Buffalo. So we have a lot of study patients that come in and we do research studies on them. It's awesome. I love it. That's one of the reasons why uh, I'm working there now. And I get to help people and use my knowledge that I just learned in school 
to help people get better and physically see that change when they come in. So That's I feel like I'm right. As the Jay Shetty would say, I feel like I'm right where I need to be right now. Love it. I love Jay. Um, what are your, so now you're a physical therapy assistant, like that's huge. And I want to make sure you and everyone else knows like, yes, it's important to have dreams for the future. And I'm going to ask you about that in a second, but it's also really important to just soak in where you are right now. Like you've worked so hard for this, even me, like even me, even all the listeners, all the people listening, like you've worked so hard to be where you are right now. So celebrate that like it's okay to not be like I gotta get here tomorrow I gotta like do this dream job like what about where you are right now so I think it's freaking awesome that you're there but looking you know looking into the future what are your dreams Uh, where do you see yourself next so I I'm pretty sure I will eventually go back to school to become a physical therapist right now I'm thinking about doing it online I'm having a great time working with, with my license that I have right now. I see a lot of patients every day, like 40 people a day. So wow. it's a lot. You got to like keep up, you know, your conversations with everybody and remember what you said. Also yeah. stay on track with their treatment plan. It's a lot, but I, I just love it. I love doing it. And what was the question? I forgot your question. <laughs> Where do you see yourself, you know, in the future? What are your next career and dream goals? You said going back. I'm thinking about doing travel PTA. So Massachusetts, uh, living in Massachusetts, the health science hub of New York. And uh, as a physical therapist assistant, I've been in school so long in New York. I just want to kind of get out, travel a little bit more and enjoy different places. Now that I have a job that I love, which is something I strived for for so long. Yeah. Um, and I'm also competing in powerlifting too. Yes. Yeah. I'm working with a coach and I was always afraid to like take that step and compete. So I was just like working, working out all the time being like, oh, someday I'll compete. But now I'm just making that decision, not overthinking it and I'm going to compete in the next few months, probably. So I love it. You have to let us know when your competition is. Can you IG live stream it for us? Yeah, it will be live streamed. Really? Oh, yeah. I can see oh, it. You'll have to let us know. I'll post it. I'm so proud of you. I think it's important also along with a career to have a, a hobby and a other passion as well as work. Um, because mm-hmm. it's, it can't always be like 24-7 you seeing clients. Just like me with City Sweat. Like it, there needs to be um, so, uh, another hobby or passion to kind of take your yeah. mind off. And I listened to your last podcast where you're talking about finding that one activity that you love and sticking with it. Yeah. I feel like that's what like powerlifting is for me. It's something that I, lo- I actually enjoy doing because yeah. I tried ping pong. I tried uh, jujitsu. I tried like a swim club or something. I tried all different yeah. types of clubs, but it didn't feel, it make me feel as good as powerlifting. So I went back to it and now I'm just going further and competing. So I love that. And I also love that you 
we're fearless enough to try all those other things. I think a lot of people are stuck and just are like, well, I don't want to join this club or do this hobby. So I just won't. But even in just in this year, Aiden, you since September, you tried ping pong, jujitsu, and you went back to powerlifting. Like it's so, it takes a lot of courage. So I hope that, you know, the listeners also are inspired by that. Like, just go try it. You don't have to love it. Just try it because when you try it, you either knock it off the list, which is actually gets you one step closer to what you love doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. If you don't try new things, you're not going to be good at new things the first time you try them. And people are worried about what other people think about them. Um, but you can't care about what other people think. You have to live your life and try new things to maximize your potential for a happy life you know excuse me can we just like quote that that was like a perfect quote oh my gosh I gotta write that one down yeah Um, I've been reading uh (laughs) no I've been listening to what's it called the power of now by Eckhart Tolle that that mom likes to listen to (laughs) I got it for for Christmas I think but it's really good. It talks about like being in the present moment and like the present moment is all there is. And other people's emotion, you can't let other people's emotions affect you. Like if someone is acting rude or mean towards you, um, it's not your problem. There's nothing wrong with you, which a lot of people assume. It's something that's going on in their life for their day. Uh, and that's okay. They can feel that way, but don't let it change your mood and your mood towards other people. Wow. I love that. I gotta, you gotta send me that because I need, I need to read that. Let's just finish and wrap up this podcast with a few final questions. What is one piece of advice that you would give to the audience? Uh, Don't give up. That's one. I can give more. (laughs) Don't doubt yourself. Uh, Don't care about what other people think. Like, I'm so grateful that like have such a great family and have you and like mom and dad and uh, all of our cousins. And I think about whenever something may not be going right in my day, I always go back to that. And I go back to being so grateful for like our family and having everybody like just a phone call away if you need them. Yeah. Um, and that boosts my mood. If someone, if someone else is trying to bring it down, or if the day is trying to bring your mood down or you're just overthinking, I always go back to that. And Gratitude. That makes me happier. Yeah. I love that. Those are three awesome tips. The gratitude one also. And the present moment. Oof. All you have is the present moment. That is so good. It is so good. Last and final question. Are you single? Oh, uh, yeah, I am right now. <laughs> Amazing. Just like, just needed to throw that out there. Okay. Love that. Love that. And Buffalo area, is that where you're located? Yes. Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, New York. All right. So for any listeners, all my ladies in Buffalo, New York, we got a, a very, we have like the next Jay Shetty. I feel like you need your own podcast at this point for motivational, just like hype ups such a great guy. You're the sweetest guy I know. Thank you so much, Aiden, for coming on. Love you so much. And I hope that 
you guys loved this episode. I hope that you feel motivated to go try a new career, like go switch it up, go take a different class. Like don't overthink and be confident in your decisions because that is the most important. Yeah. Thanks, Meg. Uh, Let Megan know new colors for the sweatshirts. I love the sweatshirts and the t-shirts that she sells on her website. And I'm not saying that I don't get free apparel. I paid full price. The t-shirt is the most comfortable t-shirt I own. I can say that. Uh, And thanks for having me on, Meg. I love you. Wait, don't go. If you like the Glisten Up podcast, we appreciate a follow and you telling others about us. Yes, we would so appreciate if you could give us a five-star rating, leave us a little review, and share with anyone who you think would benefit from this podcast. Any questions you want answered or topics you want us to talk about, feel free to drop a comment. Make sure to screenshot your review and either tag it in your stories or send me a DM with your review and I will enter you into a giveaway to win something really special from the Glisten Up podcast. All right.